Welcome to the Dipshit Files number 29. I'm Mr. Scriptkeeper. And I'm Mrs. Scriptkeeper. And we are celebrating fucking Halloween. Yes, we are. Because it's Halloween time and that's yeah. the best time. Yeah. But we are going to talk about some people, you know, we're going to steel man the argument that maybe Halloween sucks compared to Thanksgiving. I, 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 I don't buy it. I don't. Fuck all that shit. No. As far as I'm concerned. No, but I, we're going to, we're going to give that a conversation. Plus we have four ghost stories from you guys. Mm-hmm. And Monique's going to tell a couple ghost stories about her experiences as well. Mm-hmm. And that's everything inside this week's Dipshit Files. So it's not any kind of uh, surprise that Monique and I like Halloween <laughs> a lot. It is kind of like what we do all year long with yeah. Sovereign and Monique's life. My life. It just, I, I'm Wednesday Adams. That, that is who you I are. am. You are. That is. That's got to relate to you heavily. Now, but there is, you know, Halloween to me is, is one of those things where you can kind of go out in your little pods, your mm-hmm. little groups of friends, and you kind of go, it's you versus the world. Get as much booty, chocolate booty as you can. <laughs> and also nougat. And then Thanksgiving is a family kind of, you know, I had a friend tell me the other day, he's like, I fucking hate, I hate Halloween. That's what you were saying. Yeah. And it's like, oh, how I don't get you? that. Huh? Like, what do you do? Who are you talking Blasphemy. to? Blasphemy. Yeah. But then, you know, he's a very rational, reasonable person. So he was like, well, here's why. Oh, okay. Friends or family, family mainly, mm-hmm. food, football. It's like, what the hell else are you going to do? I mean, that's uh, good I, stuff. I don't really watch football. I do not like the traditional foods of Thanksgiving. And, you know, I have my family around me every day. Right. So. The family that you want around you. you yeah. Right. We kind of do more like uh, friend family. Mm-hmm. Our Christmas is we celebrate Yule mm-hmm. and we have, you know, some of the band members come over and our mm-hmm. sisters and all that stuff. And yeah. it's, it's much drink. more fun than our than what I remember Christmas being like, where it's like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. Here come all the alcoholics from the family to drink up the booze and yeah. throw some shit around. <laughs> it's good good times back then. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, but back in the day, just real quick, they didn't talk about religion. They didn't talk about politics. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a rule. I don't remember huh. any of the political stances that any of my family members ever had. My grandpa, my grandma, my uncles, my great uncles. It was a rule. Right. Never. It was the families that talked about religion and politics. Those are the ones that would end up with knockdown, drag out fights. Yes. And it ruined holidays. Unhappy holidays. And that's why the rule generally in all over the U.S. is you don't talk about those things on the holidays. But I mean, I never even knew. Well, I know. It's like, wow. So I guess that's because <clears throat> the only time we got together was when we were forced to get together. And it's like, be on your best behavior. Don't, don't talk start about these things. throwing those fucking words you like around on the internet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was before the internet. So Right. I don't know, but well, I don't know now. I wonder what holidays are are like out there with you know your oh, standard man. folks. It's probably with as as uh, religion and politics being at the top of everyone's mind, mm-hmm. and you can't even buy a box of cereal without it being political right. these days. So you know <laughs> they're going to get pissed off at the brand of cranberries right. that you're serving exactly. at this point. Well, let's see if we can have a civilized family get together. I agree, husband. I think if we just don't talk about politics, yeah. is this cranberry sauce GMO free? Oh fuck, here we go. Well, that's not about politics. I just want to save the fucking earth, unlike you people. Why are you always coming in here thinking you're better now? Because your non-GMO free cranberry sauce tells me you're a troglodyte. Is this what we're paying for college for? This is goddamn communists infiltrating the school board. Somebody pass the gravy. Is that gravy even? 
non-cruelty-free? I don't know, and I can't guarantee the turkey voted for Bernie Sanders. What do you want from me? I just want you to check your privilege of your intersectionals, mm. the systemicals. You're not systemical about your institutionals. Right. It's problematic, and it comes from a patriarchal, colonial, Ooh. oligarchical, fascist, bourgeoisiecal notion of superiority, and you know it. Weren't we just talking about cranberry sauce? Oh, look, the cranberry sauce is GMO-free. <laughs> Somebody pass the beans. They offended that you actually have a real turkey. So it's kind of interesting to me. I wonder what holidays are like. Terrible. I it's mean, probably well, awful. A lot of people are just so unhappy because mm-hmm. they've engaged in politics so openly and so kind of religiously. Mm-hmm. It's very much an ideolo- ideological like flow chart of, look at these people. They're unhappy. The, the more right. they get into politics, the more unhappy they are with right. all the things in life. Huh. Or religion. If, yeah. in, you know, but... but some religions, I feel same. like people get real happy. Yeah. Some people can be, can be, they find their zen or some mm-hmm. shit. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I, I'm talking I about. I don't know. Basically, Halloween's better than Thanksgiving. I think and my so. friend's wrong. If you don't like football, I mean, fucking, then that's one of the things gone. Well, holidays, I mean, holidays, Halloween, first of all, uh, 4th of July, doesn't scare the dog. You don't have to babysit your animals mm-hmm. because of all of the noise. You don't have to, after Halloween, there's really not much of a mess to clean up. Right. Um, there's decorations, but you don't have, you don't have to worry about your house burning down. You don't have to worry about, I don't know, maybe there's some vandalism because it used to be. Uh, like we talked about last week. Yeah. It was pretty hard. It was, it was pretty hard. But now it's so tame. It I mean, is. It's like you go to the mall and you get your candy from Which the mall store. Which is weird. I know. I never heard of that. I never heard that. It's because people don't trust their neighbors well, anymore. Well, until... Maybe uh, they're right. I don't know. I mean, I remember our daughter's first Halloween trip. She was a little ghost, and she was a year old. It was in Idaho Springs, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Tiny little This place. tiny little town. Uh, and it was snowing, but I was still pushing <laughs> her in a stroller. Uh, we went door to door, and we collected candy. Um, and then after that, I remember as soon as we moved to Spokane, Washington, is where... Things changed. Really? The first we moved here, it was in October. I mean, we when we got here, if I'm not mistaken, and so yeah, you're baptized by Halloween. It was exactly, and and just a couple of weeks after get, being here, Halloween hit, and it was time to hit up the mall. And I was like, "Why are we going to the mall?" <laughs> so we walked around trick and they, or treating, stupid. And they, I, I know that's how they were talking about it. I was <laughs> like, like what? "What the fuck?" That's not how you do that's, trick or treating. You don't go trick or treating in a mall. Who's giving out candy in the mall? Right, all of them. That's well, how we do it now. Apparently, the malls are did. very smart. Mm-hmm. They know how to. So do all shit. the stores gave out candy. It was very weird. Right, and they're also selling purses at thirty percent off. It was just strange. Smart. Yeah, things are strange now for sure with mm-hmm. the way people have kind of changed their mentality about. Uh, safety with their kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's always been about the, you know, the apple with the the razor blade in it, right. or the candy with the drugs in it. Right. It's like there's none of that. No, it's everyone's Nobody. afraid that there's a whole bunch of people out there afraid that you're gonna give them edibles. Right. It's like I'm sorry. No, those are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, nobody and is going in to. Most states, right? Nobody's so. gonna go and give their edibles to your kids. <laughs> no. That's a no. weird joke. It, most people aren't interested in jokes or pranks or whatever that mm-hmm. they can't see the end of. Right. It's very rare. Right. Uh, those are great pranksters. And I'm not saying, you know, things to hurt people, mm-hmm. but pranksters. Like, uh, right. Shaden told a story not too long ago on Just a Ride where there was a doll in the back of one of the, the vehicles that he was 
doing at his job for mm-hmm. a rental. It's like a Chucky doll or something. And it's like a long joke. Oh. The person's not there to see it, but it's like, it's worth it for that. <laughs> but most people don't have, that, right. that's not how we think. Mm. So they're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to give them drugs so that when they get home, yeah. they're going to be like, what the fuck? Right. And it'll be some weird thing. <laughs> yeah. But I won't be there to see it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure where I'm going off. On I have that. no idea. But I feel like we can trust each other more than we probably do. Uh, uh, but I don't know. But you hate our neighborhood. So. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. So maybe everybody's right. Just have little <laughs> little parties in the mall for your kids. Blah yeah, blah. blah. But back know. in the day, the nostalgia of Halloween when we used to go out like fucking little roving rogue clans of kids mm-hmm. that are like, all right, it's time to fucking. We're either gonna get candy stolen from us or we're stealing candy from mm-hmm. some other kids. Fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> and maybe that's why they do the mall things now with more parent, parental supervision. Mm-hmm. Okay, my generation definitely probably ruined. Uh, it was you. Yeah. I blame you. It could have been. We yeah. took it pretty far. Because with the vandalism, we've tried to bring that back a little. Yeah, yeah. I was a little cunt. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm a big cunt. And that's how it works. But I like Halloween more than uh, like Thanksgiving. I, d- but I, I respect too. the people that like football and their families. Mm-hmm. So it's just about, I don't really want to hang out with my family. Yeah, maybe that's, yeah. I did a lot of that as a kid. My the mom family, was the, the master of the bringing family that The family I want to hang out with, I hang out with all the time. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same. So. There you go. I'd prefer everyone else just stay away. I'd rather hang out with fucking Tim <laughs> than uh, hang out with most of the aunts and uncles and stuff. Although I got a really, I got a couple of good. You ones. have so many aunts and uncles I've never met. I do, and cousins That's, and second cousins. You do though. I've got a bunch of shit in my on my side that you don't know about. This is why I like Halloween. Yes. No one gives a fuck Nobody if I meet anybody. Nobody cares. Yeah. If we just did Halloween for like a couple weeks a year, just kind of <laughs> trade out some of these. All right, whatever. Thanksgiving, folks. Good. Enjoy right. your turkey. Enjoy yeah. whatever those weird things are. The little yucky jelly and the yams. I don't, I don't, and the, I don't understand American food ugh. when it comes to that tradition. Ugh. That's ugh. All right. So Who they buys, just want to see the dead animal's they, carcass. They, it's like, let's get a pig. I know. They get a Easter. giant carcass with the let's bones and everything. Turkey. And then they stuff it full mm. and cook it. And then they dig up orange-colored roots mm. and put sugar on it and mm. bake it. We do fry bread tacos because I have Native yeah. Americans in my family, mm-hmm. thanks to you guys, and you guys do you know how to how to hook Damn up Thanksgiving good right. Fry bread tacos. That's yes. right. So, anywho, virtue for me, uh, I, I know how to eat good on Thanksgiving, unlike you guys. All right, so this is not a normal dipshit files. No, obviously. this is turning into a very different dipshit yeah, files. We're, we're just kind of chilling. We're yammering in the beginning, which is interesting. Yeah, we'd never do that. But we've got more crazy stuff like our normal shit coming in the future, mm-hmm. of course. But this one is just it's a listener submitted uh, yeah. episode. So We had so many stories uh, submitted. I picked out a few, and I'm going to share them with you today. Yeah, I uh, appreciate you guys. Some really interesting stories, too. But before we get into that, I have a couple of my own that I would like to share. Yeah, let's hear them. Mrs. Scriptkeeper's personal spooky ghost stories. <laughs> So there was a period of time that I lived up in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado. I lived in a small town called Idaho Springs, Mm -hmm. a little mining town. And um, my parents lived there as well. They owned a business there. And they bought, it was a hotel. Uh, It was called the Club Hotel. Well, they named it the Club Hotel, but it Mm -hmm. was called something else. And it was this massive building that was built, if I'm not mistaken, in 1868 beautiful uh it was huge it was like a i don't know twelve thousand square foot building it was it was a big hotel and i loved it it was it was amazing looking it was historical um and it needed a little bit of work so my parents dumped a bunch of money into this hotel and on one side they had a bar and a restaurant like a lounge Mm -hmm. and then on the other side was all of the hotel rooms well my i was working um doing my own thing at the time i had uh, was 
my my children and I was just kind of doing my thing and I was unable to help my mother and father as much as they would have liked me to help because I had a job outside of them right but mom would tell these stories and she always wanted me to come and and see this place and for some reason there was a weird part of me that avoided the building as much as I liked looking at it from the outside and she had these stories Um, the individuals that would stay at the hotel were tourists Idaho Springs was real close to um, uh, Silver, Silver. Uh, I can't remember uh, Winter Park, place. and yeah, they were they were Skiing like ski resorts. Yeah. So in the winter time, individuals would come from all over the world, and they come and stay in the hotel. Now the hotel wasn't your typical hotel. They turned it into this one side was more like a bed and breakfast, but it was like a full service bed and breakfast where you had entertainment, food, all of the above. Right. Fun. So there were a few stories that mom was telling me about this place. Um, There were guests that would actually wake up and occasionally complain about shit happening in the middle of the night. Hmm. Um, And some of them were pretty standard stories that were told in in these individual rooms. One room, um, the guests would either, they either found it funny, they found it creepy, or... They were pissed about it. And uh, in this one room, the fan would turn on in the middle of the night. The ceiling fan. Mm-hmm. Every room had a ceiling fan above the bed uh, to keep it cool. It was an old hotel. Uh, they tried to maintain the historic uh, aspect of it. So there was no air conditioning in this hotel. So the, the fan would turn on in the middle of the night. The windows would open just a little bit. The window would be open. And at one point, mom's telling me the story about this couple that actually came on a trip from Denver area and they were having marital problems and they were trying to get away and kind of save their marriage. So they were taking this weekend away up in this Rocky Mountains to stay in a bed and breakfast, right? So they're already pissed at each other and they're, <clears throat> right. they're, they're already, pissed at everything going wrong. They're already not getting along. Yeah. So they come to the hotel, very happy with what they're seeing. They go, um, they, they check in, and they decide to go sightseeing and look at uh, the mines and all of that stuff that's going on in town. Well, they come back, and uh, they're very pleased with everything that's going on. They seem to be getting along, and they have a nightcap, and they decide to go to bed. My parents were living on site most of the time during this period of time. They had another house up in the mountains, but they were living on site because it was easier to run the bed and breakfast this right. way. In the middle of the night, there's yelling going on. And my mom gets up and she comes out of her room and she, to find out what is going on. And this couple is arguing in the hall. And he's pissed at her because he's yelling at her. He says, I don't know how many times I have to tell you. I get cold. You need to keep the fan off and keep the window shut. It's freezing. And she's like, I didn't open it. He says, well, who else is opening it? So they're arguing in the hall over this shit. And my mom is kind of giggling to herself saying, okay, well, do I, do I tell them that they're staying in room? I think it was room seven that this kind of stuff happens. I'm not going to say anything. She didn't say anything. So she goes, when she kind of says, is everything okay? Can I help you with anything? Blah, blah, blah. They go back to bed. About an hour later, there's yelling again. She comes out. 
they're screaming and they're fighting and now they're at each other's throats and they're pissed and he's pissed at her because she thinks that he's disrespecting his need for warmth and she's pissed at him because he's accusing her of doing something she didn't do and they check out in the middle of the night they pay their bill they're gone. They're leaving. They don't want to stay in the hotel anymore because they're mad at each They'd other. They'd rather be in a car together. <clears throat> well, they're leaving. <laughs> they're trying to, you know, fix their marriage. And they're, they're heading out. That one probably didn't last. So there was that story. Um, this same room, uh, another couple, realized that it was uh, paranormal. Because he decided to stay awake after this happened a few times. He decided to stay awake. And find out what oh, was going on. Just watch the window and open. He, and shit. he didn't see the window open. Oh. He heard it open. It was closed. He heard the window and he looked over and saw that it was open about three inches. Creepy. So the other uh, that same night, he laid there until the fan switched on. He watched and he stared at that fan until it kicked on. Well, could have somebody put a timer in there or something? There, it, no. <laughs> I no, I know. We owned this place. There was no timer before in, that. You guys put them in, though, didn't you? We put those fans in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But your so, dad did it, so he might have done some hot rod thing. He MacGyvered it somehow. No, he did not. He's got a I know. Satellite. I know that. I know that your. Uh, I have to go there, but your I, brain wants to go there because it's the only place it can go. No, but I know you these guys are, investigated. It these are fully. my it's personal good. experiences and mom's personal experiences, and these people, um, these things actually happened. I know for a fact there was no timer in any I of know, these fans. I, the windows were repaired. There was nothing wrong with the doors. There was another one where you couldn't open the door. Uh, you could, you'd get a key to open the door. And if you were a female, you couldn't open the door. Really? You'd have to give the key to a man and the door would open. What? Which is weird. Even mom had a hard time opening. And it's not every single time. Um, I was never able to open the door. Wow. Well, I Because I ended up working there. Uh, over time, and you know how to open doors really good. I can pick You're a like lock. A great door <laughs> She's one of the best door openers. So, um, anyways, I, perfect. I ended up helping mom out um, when she needed some assistance, and I, you know, cleaned the rooms and did the laundry, and ended up working in the bar, and so I ended up spending time there. But when uh, it was the yellow room, I don't remember what what number it was. But I do know every time I tried to open that door, nine times out of ten, I couldn't get the key to turn in the lock. It wouldn't work. But if I went and got my dad, slip it right in, and it would open right up. Hmm. The story behind that room, though, well, mom did a bunch of digging after right. they bought That's this what she place. Does. Yeah. She, when all this weird shit was going on, she eventually did some digging to find out what was behind all of this stuff, and she found some interesting stories. Um, that room specifically, a woman actually jumped out of the window and killed herself. She jumped out that window. It was a brothel at the time. And I can't remember why she killed herself. So that means whatever ghost is in there is like no more women in this room. She, Uh, she was a dangerous area. Well, it was more like, it was more like she was nice to the men, but she didn't like the women Hmm. and come to find out that's how she was in life. Hmm. I guess. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Those, these are all, this is, this part is all hearsay. It's history uh, of what actually took place. And it's just speculation, I guess, not hearsay, but speculation as to why it was so weird in that room. Sure. Um, there was another uh, section of the hotel that was the laundry area. 
And it gave me the creeps every time I walked in to do the laundry. I always felt like, and it was well lit. It was clean. I mean, it it's my my family right. business. Yeah, it was dad, fucking spotless. Your dad is a bleach. Uh, uh, white walls, he, he bleach, everything. Bleach stuff, yes. Yeah. Spotlessly clean. Um, you walk in there, and I always thought when I was in there, I always, my equilibrium was always off. I always kind of felt. I always kind of felt dizzy, right? right? And this was on the second floor, so it was above everything. It's not like it was a ground level. It was up above. The building was shored up, sheared up, whatever they call that. So it was fully leveled and balanced. My parents had put hundreds of thousands of dollars in to make sure that this building was well-maintained. Every time I went in this laundry room, it threw me off. So I started thinking, well, maybe it's the layout. Maybe, because when I go into Walmart or uh, any of these warehouse type stores, the height of the aisles and my short nature throws off my equilibrium. It makes me feel mm. kind of dizzy. Mm. Um, and I'm aware of that. So I was thinking maybe it's the tall ceilings making me feel dizzy. Maybe. Well, it wasn't just my equilibrium. I'd get really creeped out, too. Mm. Uh, I'd have a feeling like somebody was watching me, like staring at me. Right. And I'd blow it off and do laundry and do my thing and get out of there. Well, after several, I don't know, weeks, maybe a couple months of doing this, I'm in this room and I'm doing laundry and I heard my mom talking to me from the hall. Oh, there's so many stories with this place. But anyways, mm-hmm. I heard her talking to me from the hall and I called back out to her and I said, Mom, I can't hear you over the, the washer. I've got the washers going. And I could hear her saying something again. And it was her voice was going up on the end. So she was asking me a question. <laughs> it was like, da, 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 da. I was like, Mom, I can't hear you. So I started yelling, you know, louder so she could hear me because she started talking over me at this point. It's pissing me off. I'm like, fuck, Mom, (laughs) I can't hear you. Right. So I stopped what I was doing and I walked out there and there was nobody up there. Oh, shit. I am shouting at my mom who's trying to ask me a question from the hall. There's nobody there. Not only did you hear a voice, you were sure it was I was respo- I thought it was my mother. And it was asking a question. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So I'm standing there and I'm like mind boggled at this point and I leaned over the rail because it was an open railing it was a kind of an open uh, hall so on one side when you're walking down this hallway there's a bunch of doors to your right as you're heading down the hall but to your left it's all open and you could actually look down uh, the stair this uh, you could look over the stair rail and look down into down the where the stairs go down into the lobby area so it was it was gorgeous but i i looked over i peeked over the stair uh where the stairwell was and the handrail and i yelled for my mom and then i could hear these the tapping noise of her feet coming from the other (laughs) side of the building cute little thing and she says nikki was it you i could hear her coming through all the way from the other side and she said what do you need and i said i was actually arguing with you (laughs) just now and she started laughing and she went Oh, that's... And I can't remember the woman's name. It was the woman who owned the building before. That's the she poltergeisty? Just, she just blew it off. She said oh, it was probably so-and-so. And I started laughing because I had spent so many months just completely blowing all these stories off. Okay, a little backstory with me. I came to this planet as a child surrounded by paranormal activity. Um, 
my whole life has been that uh, weird shit and, and we won't need to get into depth with that but I'm also a very uh, what's the word skeptical mm-hmm. I guess individual and I try and dig through things to find the answers or what it could have been because I have a very difficult time settling on paranormal answers my brain doesn't want to settle on paranormal answers because I don't understand them. Right. If no I don't can tell you anything about them either. Right. And if I don't understand it and it doesn't make sense scientifically, I have a very difficult time just jumping on that. Where the challenge sits is where you have basically exhausted all um, areas of the obvious and anything that it could possibly have been and there's still no answers that's where it confuses me Mm -hmm. so mom says it was probably so and so the owner of the building and my brain says no you know what right on you know you're creeped out you know you heard something maybe for some reason this is where my brain went maybe for some reason somehow the weather outside uh, was cooling down so maybe it was like in October, September, October. Mm-hmm. Maybe somehow the cooling temperatures are making sound more clear. <laughs> <laughs> and I was hearing a neighbor from across the highway. This is where my brain went because I didn't want to settle on the fact that it was paranormal. Right. Maybe I heard a neighbor from across highway. Uh, it was basically Chicago um Colorado Boulevard. Maybe I heard a neighbor from on that building from over there. Right. And it reflected somehow just perfectly to come in the hotel past all the closed windows into a laundry room where the wash machines were going and it was loud enough for me to argue with it. Maybe. That's what I that's that's what I that was my story and I was sticking to it. You didn't really buy that, no. though, did you know? But I did not want to be that person. It's like, oh, it's a ghost. Well, so, auditory hallucinations happen, though, sometimes under certain circumstances It could. As well. I, I considered that as well. Um, They're kind of random, though. It, the, I got to just say, mm-hmm. Colorado, mm-hmm. being as high up as it is, being in the mountains, mm-hmm. one thing about mountains is that they're radioactive. Mm-hmm. Like you, the, You'll get a lot of radioactivity just going up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. You really will. Uh, same as flying in an airplane, but mm-hmm. I digress. So I always wonder, because mm-hmm. mountains are made of all these things that we use in you know, chemistry and when science. I, and, real quick, when I say we were up in the mountains, we were at 70, almost 7,500 feet above sea level in Idaho Springs. Right. So way up yeah, there. Yeah. So way up there. Yeah. yeah. And so these are, that's <clears throat> where the radiation is in a lot of cases. I mean, I'm not saying I know anything about radiation and how mm-hmm. it works in the mountains, but somebody can tell me that does know. Mm-hmm. But I wonder, uh, when you're exposed to things that are, uh, your, your cells don't like, mm-hmm. I guess, basically at a biological level. I wonder because people, Maybe. people do get audio hallucinations mm-hmm. and they are fucking real and mm-hmm. you know, there's no natural way to express them other than, or to, to, you know, say what happened other than it's in our heads and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, well, what causes that? Uh, you know, and people automatically go, Oh, it's a crazy thing. It's like, mm-hmm. probably not. It's probably environmental. Cause I mean, we know if we eat a certain kind of mushroom, we meet God. Right. That's just the way it is. <laughs> If you want to meet, right, if right. you want to meet some form of God, take a, that mushroom, or you take fucking mm-hmm. uh, DMT. Mm-hmm. If you want to meet some aliens, you know, right? It's just how it works. But you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I wasn't high on anything. Right. I was completely sober. I had had lunch. You know, I think I've had a freaking peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something. But were you being radio radiated by 
I don't know why 10 minutes prior to that I wasn't being irradiated or why 20 minutes after I wasn't being irradiated. (laughs) I know my theory is pretty bad. No, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm saying that if I were being irradiated, it seems to me that there's no switch for that. Did they turn it off? I don't know how that would work. I feel like it's one of those things where uh, if. Once you've had too much of something, then it starts to react. But then it, it but turned then off for it you. it went yeah. away. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so here... I have that, no, that might be like a radon thing. I don't know be. how radon works, but... <laughs> I don't even know if it affects your... Make, gives you auditory hallucinations. I don't know. I have no idea. You always blame shit on radon, which it's I think is funny. Yeah. Um, but but here's, here's another story, though. This one is... Uh, this one has another individual involved. I'm trying to pick out which of the most interesting ones because there were so fucking many stories. So, I've heard a lot of these too, and there's a ton. Yeah, of really. I mean, your dad had his stories. Your mom mm-hmm. had her stories. Oh, the guests. Can I? Can My I, mother had a binder for people to tell their stories into. Right. Uh, if they wanted to, if they, you know, and it's not like this. And this was not a haunted hotel. This is something that mom was interested in trying to figure out what the fuck is going on here. Right. Um, They were actually, they they were doing really well. They weren't losing money. People loved going there. The food was great. So, but there were so many that mom said, hey, you know, when people are telling her stuff, she's like, would you mind writing this down? I'm actually trying to keep track of these things. So, so many. Uh, One lady saw what looked like a little tiny miner a man uh, appear in front of her. She could have been high. It was just a guess. Maybe she was on drugs. I don't know. But she had this minor appear in front of her and smile at her. And he had the old miner's hat on. He had no teeth. And he smiled at her and then poof, disappeared. Weird shit like that. But here's my story. Okay. This was my experience. So we had a full night in the lounge at the bar. And uh, we're getting ready to close down. And I'm ushering the people out, you know, the last, you know, sorry, closing Closing time. time. Yeah, exactly. So I'm pulling drinks and stuff saying, I'm sorry, got to go, got to go. And it's time for me to close down the bar. And I have probably a good hour, if not a little bit more of work ahead of me before I can go home. So I take my keys and I go over last person's out. My cousin is with me at this point. Um, my cousin on my mom's side and he's hanging out with me because um, he didn't want anybody fucking with me while I'm closing the bar down and I appreciate that it's a mining town you know right. so he's hanging out and he's sitting on the other side of the bar and I pull open the till after uh, I locked the front door and left my keys in the lock so I didn't lose my keys um, trusting Little no, town. on the inside of the door. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So my Dirt. keys, the reason I do that is because my keys on closing nights would go missing. No. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And I would find them in the weirdest places. Um, I would put them on the bar and I know exactly where they're supposed to be because they're right in front of me. And then I would go to lock the door. Fucking no key. They're, okay. they're, they're missing. Or uh, the door is locked and I bring them with me and stick them on the bar so I could do my closing stuff. What the hell are the motivations of these goddamn ghosts? They're like, you know what? Fuck you and your 10 minutes you're going to spend looking for this. Right. That's what I want out of my ghost lock life. Lock the front door. Come put the keys on the bar. Close out my till. Count the money. Blah, blah, blah. Go to grab the keys when it's time to leave. And the keys aren't there. 
And I haven't gone anywhere. Okay. But here's my story. That's not my story. My story hasn't started yet. Okay. So the keys are in the door. So they don't go missing randomly because they do. William is sitting in front of me and he's watching me count out the till. I had just finished with the liquor bottles. We've been closed about a half an hour at this point. Um, The dishes are done and they're put away. And I'm counting the money because it's the final thing that I do. And all of a sudden, I heard the most ear-piercing, blood-run-cold scream Hmm. come from through the, the double doors into the kitchen area off to the back. This scream was like no scream I have ever heard. Hmm. It was a a woman for sure, but I swear it scared the shit out of me. You sure it wasn't a belt on a refrigerator? Oh, no, no, no. It was definitely a woman screaming. It was a scream. Um, And this is after a bunch of weird shit had happened that night. Hmm. person that night a person was upset because their drink went missing off the bar um i'm the bartender i didn't take their drink right um they were the only ones sitting at the bar everyone else was at the tables but i'm not watching their drink but they got pissed because their drink disappeared and they were blaming me for it so i was like dude don't worry about it i'm sorry that your drink disappeared maybe maybe one of the kitchen staff picked it up i'm sorry they're not supposed to Right. Maybe they did. They never have before Mm-mm. or after, but no, exactly. Possible. Maybe. So I made him another drink, you know, and I just I said, this one's on me. Don't worry about it. I'll replace it. You know, fuck that one disappeared too. Really gone. Now the weird thing was that the next day we were short two bar glasses. So they disappeared from they the earth gone, at least from the bar. Somebody stole the two bar glasses and that's how I did in it increment in different times too. So they went, they weren't like, oh, I'm just going to take that and leave. They, they took yeah, that one. It and was then like, I don't know, and maybe. Left. And this was about, tw- this was 20, 20 years ago. So I can't remember the exact time frame, but it was during a bar visit and it was during a period of time where he would not have finished his first drink that I gave him another drink. Hmm. So it was within, I would say that 20 minute, of his first drink getting it mm-hmm. within 20 minutes the glass disappeared so i gave him another one and within another 20 minutes that glass disappeared that's a dedicated prankster so you know it's very interesting so th- the other thing that was happening was um there was weird sounds going on behind me in where we kept the uh the pop <clears throat> the pop um all the CO2 and the Yes, exactly. In the, the CO the CO2 cupboard. Yeah. yeah. Weird stuff. Knocking. Like there was somebody locked in the CO2 cupboard. Right. I thought there was somebody in there. Like I was like, oh shit. So I opened the door and there's nobody there. Right. This isn't this is a space that was actually used to be a giant dumbwaiter for the hotel. So it was like uh I would say twelve feet deep by about fifteen feet wide. Hmm. So it was a huge space. This wasn't a small space. Right. And there was a big like barn door that would close and it had almost like a barn latch on it. So when, and there's no light in there, there was zero light. You actually had to take a flashlight with you if you wanted to change stuff out in there. Okay. So I'm working, music is going, people are talking and I keep hearing stuff going on behind me. And finally I realized there's knocking on this door (laughs) it's like oh shit somebody's trapped in there i ran over there and opened it up 
there's it's empty it's just normal stuff right there's nobody in there so that was weird that was that same night um not to mention there's mechanic stuff and there's uh, could be you know hydraulics maybe yeah maybe and my brain went there too but it was some of those things it'll just bubble Mm -hmm. and it'll just creak and but this went on for a long time i know you're so i know that you Mm -hmm. immediately are like okay and you know and you know mechanical things Mm -hmm. very well this was very mechanical this was a wood sound it was sounded like somebody was knocking on the wood door the thing is i didn't catch on to that sound for quite some time because my brain was preoccupied with what was going on in the bar and serving people and you know Uh, closing out their tabs and all of that but I kept hearing activity back here my brain didn't say oh it's somebody knocking on the wood door for a while Mm -hmm. and then finally it clicked in my head and I went that's knocking oh god and then I felt immediately I was kind of like panicked like oh shit I'm so sorry you know but Mm -hmm. nobody was yelling it was just knocking like somebody's banging on this door and it was intermittent so it sounded like somebody was knocking on a wood door, opened it up. There was nobody there. So that was weird. I got to throw this in there real mm-hmm. quick. I don't want to stop your story, but I wonder, this just made me think it's like, okay, ghosts want to fuck with people. It seems like for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And, and this is my theory mm-hmm. that if you're a troll in life, mm-hmm. which there's been trolls throughout all of history. Oh yeah. You don't get to go to heaven. It's part of it. Be- <laughs> and they don't want you in hell either. Cause the devil's the devil's serious. He's not there to be like, let's fuck around and have jokes mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like, no. so it's like Jack O'Lantern. Exactly. Yeah. Jack O'Lantern is probably running around as good. And that's <laughs> Which, why. Yeah, he couldn't go to heaven and Satan didn't want him in hell. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so that's why, like, most of the things that ghosts do are like, why'd you do that? You stole their keys? You made the fan go on? It's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, because well, that's they're the only fucking thing with they people. Can, yeah, exactly. So I think uh, if you're a troll, you're not going to heaven. <laughs> and you won't be accepted into hell either because <laughs> there can't be a sense of humor in hell. That, that would defeat the purpose. So that must be what the ether is. That must be why all the ghosts are the way they are. Apparently, if you're named Mary, you're kind of a troll. That's the way it goes. And I don't mean that in, in looks wise. I mean, you're on the internet being a son of a bitch. Uh, and that's probably the answer. I Maybe. Think I, I think I just found an yep. important link to the ether and to well, spiritual. back to my story. I'm going to start a church this, about this. The woman's scream coming from, I found out later that it was coming from the area of the walk-in. Because once I actually walked back there and had my brain about myself, uh, I had my common sense back out of that in, just intense fear oh, yeah. that I experienced in that moment. Um, I, by the way, when that happened, my cousin, my protector, mm-hmm. <laughs> literally screamed like a girl after that scream and then bolted out the front door, no fucked way. with the keys to get the door open, dropped him on his way out and fucking left. He left you? He left me there. He didn't he come, ba- jumped did he come his, back? No. Oh. He jumped in his hoopty and fucking <laughs> took off. <laughs> so I'm left and this has all happened within a couple of seconds. It scared him so bad he jumped up fucked with the keys dropped them on his way out i feel like he must have let a chunk go too yeah it's what it seems like he was there to protect you from that very thing i know so i went and i flight is fun isn't it i ran what you're gonna do and i did i ran over to because i was running after him too because (laughs) it triggered my fear too because i was already afraid and then he jumped up and screamed and ran and i'm like "Ah, i'm going with you he like shoves you down so (laughs) it's what it was like like so i ran out there and grabbed the keys at least and stood there for a second and my my morality 
I struggled with it for a second and my ethics, I'm like, do I close the till? Do I, do I actually put the money away? Do I go back in there? I didn't. I didn't. You didn't? No. I, the, the whole switch of lights that turned all the bar lights off and the restaurant, restaurant was already shut down except for the one light. I left that on. And we did anyways on occasion. This was a good occasion for there that. Was, yeah, there was like six different switches for the bar right by the door. I stood there and I turned them all off and I walked out and I locked the door and jiggled it, made sure it was completely locked and said, sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. I can't. I left all the money on the counter. And then you drove straight to the holy water store. No, I went, I went home and I called my parents. Because I was the one in charge of the hotel and bar that, that night. Mm-hmm. And they had gone home up the hill, to, up the mountain to their cabin. So I called my mom and I told her what happened. And she was laughing. She's like, Nikki, you didn't even like put the money away? And I went, no. And I am not going back there. <laughs> I'm not do. I'm, I quit. <laughs> wow. She was like, you can't quit. You're my only bartender. I'm like, I fucking, I'm not going back there, mom. <laughs> I didn't know this story. So I ended up the next morning. I did. I went back. Um, and she was Covered there in holy water. She was there. Um, and I was, I had my wits about myself. I slept on it. Right. You know, got up in the morning and said, there's gotta be an explanation for this. I now embarrassed raccoon. I'm embarrassed that I acted that way. There's no reason for me to be afraid like that. So I go back to the hotel that next morning and mom said, you really were, apparently I broke something on my way out too, or William did. One yeah. of us did because there was broken glass on the floor. Shit. So she said, I got here. Everything's fine. Nothing was, I mean, aside from this broken thing, whatever, I think it was a glass that got knocked down. She said, the money's still here. Everything is fine. Don't worry about it. Um, so tell me what happened. So I, I told her the story mm-hmm. and she went, oh yeah. And of course my mom, She's like, oh, yeah, it's just this thing. Yeah. You know, she has a story about what had happened. Um, And during the time, (laughs) during the time of when this place was a brothel or it was during the time because it was a hospital, too. But when a time when it was during a hospital a, brothel, I think that's a good business model. It was. I think they should probably. It was a hospital. It was hot. It was a hospital during World War One or no Civil War. Okay, well, it was a hospital during the Civil War, I think. Well, if it was built in 1868, that would be hard for that to happen. Maybe it was World War One then. It yeah. was not World War Two. Okay. I do know that. All right. Um, during that period of time, it was a hotel. So it must have been World War One. It was during the war. There was... It was a hospital. It was an acting hospital during that period of time. And then they turned it into a brothel. <clears throat> no, it was a brothel before, before that. that. Okay. Yeah, it was a brothel before that. I would have loved to see the transition. It's like, let's keep this service and add this service. So anyways, <laughs> when it was when it was a brothel, um, back there, before they had made all the, the changes and stuff for the kitchen, back there, uh, there was the walk-in and then there was the dry storage. In the dry storage, there was a trapdoor like a storage but that trap door went down to the mines underneath the hotel oh fuck yeah and that's where they would punish the women in the brothel they would drop them down in that hole and leave them in there for however long dude right so it was a punishment for them so mom says i'm not surprised somebody screamed this used to be the punish area and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) so she pulled out some stories and stuff and she shared with me some of the history so anyways, whether that is or isn't it, I don't know. Can't be a raccoon. 
there's no way there was no raccoon in there. Right. Um, the the trap door had since had this big giant thing moved on top of it because my dad didn't want the insurance liability of well, anybody walking back there, maybe tripping. Well, it's connected to the, the mines. mines, so it's but, probably a, either a Balrog uh, or a you know wayward goblin, maybe. At the time, it was connected to the mines. Banshee. Sometime prior to my parents getting the hotel. They had um, basically filled the mines, the entrances on all. So if you went down into the basement area, mm-hmm. the the area that went to the mines was all not bored. It was rocked up, but it wasn't. It's like they just piled a bunch of rocks there. Hmm. So it was just like they shoved a bunch of debris and rocks into these holes that's to block it off. Yes. Huh. And that's where my mom found bottles, medicine bottles. She found a shoe. Um, in fact, we have some of the stuff here Batman that she corpse. found down there. Really, coins. She found some really cool shit down there. Nice. But anyways, those are my stories. Um, cool. So it was uh, not 1641 Minor Street. Um, I'm trying to remember the address to the hotel. It's in Idaho Springs, Colorado. It's on the corner of... Something and something. Tell them, tell them what movie it was in. Oh, yes. It was okay. featured in a movie so with... this uh, uh, Switchback. Yeah. So they filmed Switchback in uh, large portions of it in Idaho Springs, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And the bar scene, um, when they're in the bar and there's a fight and there's a bathroom and a bathroom scene and stuff, that was the bar before my parents had torn a bunch of the stuff out and made it into a nicer area, right. nicer bar. That's what they bought. They had it originally is before they did all the the work on the inside of it. So yeah, you want to see the hotel? Watch Switchback. Mm-hmm. The big hotel, um, there's an outside view. There's also uh, the bars in there and then the bathrooms and stuff. The lobby's in there. You can see it. And it had um, Danny Glover in it. Jared Leto. And Jared Leto. That's where I met. Wasn't, was Dennis met, Quaid in that? I don't. Or is that a different movie? I don't. I don't know. That's where Danny Glover was the main actor yes. in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. My m- mom and dad got to meet him, and then uh, I got to meet Jared Leto, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know who he was at the time. He right. was unknown actor, but um, and they actually pulled in for the filming of this movie. It was a year where there was very little snow, so they actually pulled in machines to make snow. Which is weird in a ski town, but they right. had to make snow to make it look the way they wanted it to look. Which, side note, they killed that that part of the nature, and nature's never come back. <laughs> Just because. Hollywood. Hope you like Switchback. So, um, <laughs> yeah, there's a. I'll look it up here in a minute and uh, put the address if anybody wants to look it up online. Almost a journey out yeah. and see how it's doing. Yeah, I have no idea who owns it now. Um, Mom sold it in 2000 or uh, 90, 98, I think, 99, yeah. somewhere in there. up here, yeah. No, it was even after that, because the boy was... So it was like 2000, I think, she sold it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's already born. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, those are uh, just two uh, stories from my bag of... hotel that your parents own. Yeah. And it sounds like your dad kind of wanted to be Batman for the middle class. That's what his goal was, it sounds like. He's like, I'm going to buy this thing with all these hidden tunnels and shit. Uh But he just never got around to doing it, because he was busy growing pot and doing whatever the fuck he's doing. (laughs) But he's like, I want to be Batman or Zorro, one of the two. Mm -hmm. He was kind of a Zorro guy Mm -hmm. um, from back in the day. And he bought the place, and then he never really got to do Zorro stuff. Yeah. Well, he was was sick at the time, too. Yeah. 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 He was. He was. He would have put a Batmobile underneath. Probably. I know he would have. At least a motorcycle. It would have been hidden. Creepy as fuck down there. 
I I remember there's stairs that would drop down. You'd lift off this big heavy door in the middle area of the hotel. And then you had to like lower with ropes the stairs so mm-hmm. the stairs would go down. When you went down there, it was dirt. It was dirt, ground, rock walls. Right, and fucking torturous. Yeah. Imagine being the architect and talking to the person that's like, okay, can we can we make it less creepy? He's like, not really. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, this is how we do things. It's like, but it's really creepy. I mean, I'm spending all this well, money. Were, it's like, well, yeah, we got to There were mine tunnels and weird shit in there. I mean, I want to know more about it because it's interesting to me. I love humans when they do that kind of <clears> shit. It's I, usually for nefarious reasons or, right. or illegal reasons. Well, it's right across the street from the, uh, the Elks Lodge. Oh, yeah. Literally right across the street from the Elks well, Lodge. You know, okay, I'm going to throw this at you. This is kind of a creepy little thing. Mm-hmm. Like Spokane is loaded with that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, we have a thing called the Davenport Hotel, mm-hmm. which is very much connected in this kind of same way where it's, you know, uh, Masonic, I guess mm-hmm. you would say on some level, but it's maybe something else. And underneath there, when they renovated it back in the turn of the century, they, they renovated it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> a couple of my friends worked at it and they were like, dude, there's tunnels that go from the bottom of a couple of these hotels and a couple of these weird places downtown all over the city underground all Mm -hmm. over and it was just like you know they were boarded off and stuff but it was quite the adventure that they had and you have to think about it i mean seattle's like that already Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a whole underground city with seattle but when we we went and took the seattle tour they're like yeah these were trap doors so that they could literally steal people and cart them off to slavery of some kind or you know sex slavery i didn't know that was going on here in spokane but i do know we found out i found out about it when we were in Seattle. Right. Um, when we went, we took a trip to Seattle, I don't know, eight years ago, mm-hmm. uh, seven years ago. And uh, you're the one that was telling me that there was all kinds of that weird shit going on yeah. in Seattle. Yeah. Well, that was what was told to me. Mm. It's like part of the tour was like, you know, here at the at some of the taverns, they'd mm-hmm. have this little room and it would have a trap door. Mm. It was literally, I think that's, you know, how some of these names came up. Like the trap door was to literally... Uh, trap people, trap people, and and then they would wake up after they were drunk mm. uh, in on a ship somewhere, no longer in Seattle. And it's like, are you serious? That happened in the fucking, you know, that's mm-hmm. you know, part of history that we heard a lot. But that was a fascinating tour, and that was just the. Hmm. And this was under- here in Spokane. That's in Seattle. Oh, that's in the Seattle. underground tour. Okay. Yeah, uh, but they had all sorts of weird shit. I remember another thing. They had a, a rope that <laughs> that was tied against the wall, and people would just lean and sleep on it. Well, they get so drunk that they would lean their bodies up on a rope it would, it would <laughs> hold them up and, and they didn't even think to, to build like a, anything smart just a rope oh my gosh it's like damn our ancestors you know kind of crazy okay. shit I, so I found it <clears throat> I had forgotten it's now I now I remember uh, 1601 Colorado Boulevard in Idaho Springs Colorado so go bug those guys yeah it's uh, right on the corner you'll be able to look it up you can see the pictures um, you'll see what I'm talking about as far as the building um, and, you know, now that I've looked it up, it shows here that it's got new owners again. Cool. Which is very interesting because no one has seriously... Been able to make a profit off of it. No one has owned it for more than seven years at a pop. Yeah. It does have a lot of work to do. And it is an older structure. Mm-hmm. And it's probably got a lot of radon problems. <laughs> All right. What do you say we get to the listener stories? Oh, yeah. Here's some stories from Scat Sacks just like you. Send yours in at info at scatcast.com. All right, so now we're going to break into some of these listener story emails that you sent in. Yay, thank you for doing that. Yeah, so the first one is Gabe's story. Hey, Script Keeper, ghost story time. 
Here's a little backstory for context. I used to be an avid ghost hunter in and after high school, but never saw anything, so I kind of gave up on it. Mm. One day, I came home from a party a little stoned. Hmm. Uh, I've been both places, by the way. (laughs) I'm relating to you very much, Kate. (laughs) Never been much for paranoia, but this shit was weird. Marijuana will add to the paranoia. Go ahead. I felt a sense of dread in my room. The corner of my room seemed darker than usual, but I have bad eyesight, so I said, screw it, and I went to bed. I kept feeling... I am this guy. That's me too, bro. All right. Keep going. (laughs) Keep going. I kept feeling like somebody was staring at me, and I kept hearing voices in my head. I got voices in my head too, bro. (laughs) Jesus, fuck. This is like my long lost family. I thought it might be the weed, but no way. I left... I don't blame my problems on weed either. Sorry. I left, then stayed the night at a friend's house. When I came in the morning to get ready for work, my roommate stopped me asking, quote, Hey, where'd you go last night? And I told him I couldn't sleep, so I went to a buddy's to chill. He then said, Are you sure it wasn't the ghost? What the fuck? I said, So that was a ghost? And he confirmed it and said he got rid of it. So matter-of-factly, too. Mm. Meh. It was a drifter. So I had him leave. What the fuck? (laughs) Since then, I've had sleep paralysis twice. The first time was freaky. I woke up not knowing the time, but it must have been in the middle of the night. I was paralyzed and could barely move my arms. I could hear what sounded like chanting by multiple entities. Oh, that's lovely. I'm I'm familiar with that. I know that's, yeah, it's creepy. Combine that with metallic scraping and that's what my sleep paralysis feels like. uh, You guys are having a... See, I don't relate to that. I guess they're... Mm. Mm-hmm. Metallic don't scraping want. a weird like hum and then uh, a bunch of voices talking all at once. Uh, so anyways, he says, I could see black shadows moving back and forth while chanting. Uh, I thought of Kill Bill the movie and started to think, move your fingers. <laughs> mm. Then I slowly was able to raise my left arm which felt so much heavier than usual. And then I finally switched on the light, which made me pop out of bed. It was eerily quiet. Then I went back to sleep, but I left the light on. The second time, it's like my spirit said, fuck you. And I was able to get the light on uh, much faster this time. Mm. Nothing has happened since, but I still love the paranormal. Right. It's interesting. So uh, keep up the amazing work. I love everything. Scatcast. Stay spoopy. Hell yeah. You too. Thank you for writing in. Uh, Mm -hmm. Long lost brother. (laughs) It's interesting. uh, His experience with uh, sleep paralysis, because I've had, uh, I started having, my first experience with sleep paralysis was two years ago, I think Mm. now. Yeah. I think it was two years ago. And I've had a a few of those episodes since. And it changes your life for me. It's going to make you not want to go to sleep as much. Well, you know, at first, yeah, I didn't. I was so afraid I was going to have another one. Mm -hmm. The first one was so scary to me. It was so scary because I I really felt like I was going to (laughs) die. It wasn't painful. It was just really scary. When you are paralyzed and you can't move and your breathing is so shallow because your body is paralyzed and trapped into this very shallow breathing thing, but your heart is racing because your mind is awake. Right. Very, very scary. So remember Gabe's advice that he remembered from Kill Bill. Wiggle your fingers. Yeah. Start with your fingers. Yeah. Try something small. I was trying to talk to you. I was trying to say something to you. It's got to be spooky. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't 
do anything. It was terrible. Okay, so next story. Next story. This is Deja's story. Yay. Hi, Deja. My brother and I worked at an old wood mill in Lawrence, Massachusetts. Nice. We were responsible for maintaining it. It seems the building stood empty for years, and then they sold a portion of it, but a lot of the building still remained empty. There were things like storage areas with creepy mannequins. There was old school stuff like books and clothes and just a bunch of random things. There was also tools and items used to maintain the place. All this stuff was on the inside and the outside. Anything from windows to rubber roof supplies uh, to landscaping stuff. There was no electricity, no running water, no heat or air conditioning. That sounds like a place Jeff wants to live. (laughs) Sorry. I felt like I was going to hell every time I went to work. I really felt like this building was sucking the life force out of me. But hey, it was a job and you do what you got to do. The fancy people that worked in this building uh, before moved to another mill next door. It seems they were in the process of turning this building into apartments and a little community within a community. All was going well until one of the construction workers got fired and then went to the local newspaper to tell them that the building was filled with asbestos. Mm. After that, the owner lost his funding and we were hired to just maintain the place while they waited for more funding. So, this mill was built in 1908. I think the address is 280 Merrimack Street, Lawrence, Massachusetts, if you want to look it up. So, we've got two places we got to visit now. You've got your hotel yes. in there. All right. <clears throat> It was a third of a mile long. It had a basement and six floors. The basement was so fucking creepy. It reminded me of the video game Silent Hill and the Pyramid Head Guy. But let me back up. Let me back up a little bit. So we were maintaining this wood mill that the owner was trying to revamp into a nice upscale little community within the building. But it's in a super shitty area where they have a huge drug problem. Now, there is no funding, so construction has come to a complete halt, and no funding means no run, no running water, no heat, no lights. We had to use generators to be able to use electricity. Uh, and yeah, this place is creepy. Mm-hmm. One of the security guards told us that years ago, a girl was working and got her hair stuck in one of the machines and died. Yeah. Another story told of a security guard was on duty over a holiday weekend. He ended up having a heart attack and they found his body the following week. Hmm. So we were just basic maintenance and security in this huge vacant building where we had to patrol and make sure there were no intruders or broken pipes or anything. So there were always so many strange things happening in this place. I could share so many stories. But I'll just share a couple of the weirdest ones. I wonder so, how excited she was to go to work every day. Like, <laughs> I know, right? Yay. Well, she did describe it as hell. Yeah, so, yeah fair. So, um, yeah. She said, so <clears throat> there were two or three of us on duty one day. This was bright and fairly early, probably around 9 a.m. We had these huge, super loud metal carts to move things around the building. And Scare the poltergeist away. Let them know you're coming. Right. Well, and, and the, the aisleways had like diamond plate on them. So it made them even more loud. Oh, yeah. So we we're all together uh, and the day was just starting out. And then we heard one of these carts rolling on the floor above us and then a huge crash. So we ran up there to find out what was going on. There was nothing happening. No one was around. There wasn't even a cart up there. Oop. So that really creeped us out. One, on another day, the radon. weather... It was the, radon. It's always... Or, 
radiation. Right. They were irradiated. Swamp swamp gas. Swamp gas, yeah. Venus. Mm -hmm. Could have been. It was was swamp gas, radon. On another day, the weather was chilly. It wasn't super cold, but chilly enough that I had to wear a hoodie. I hated being alone in there. I always tried to have a partner with me, but this day, I had to do the walk by myself. Mm. The building was broken into four sections, A, B, C, and D, separated by firewalls. I always felt like I was being watched in there, and I hated the idea of doing doing this alone, but I figured if I power walked each floor, right. I could be done and go to lunch with everyone else. <laughs> so we always started in the fucking creepy-ass basement. Get it over with. So I walked to one end, and then I walked up the stairs, then I walked floor one, up the stairs to floor two, and across the building all the way to the stairs to the stairs to three. I walked three all the way over the stairs to four. Now, at this point, I was getting really creeped out. I kept having to look behind me. I fucking swear. Oh, man, being by somebody yourself in that big old space. is behind me. <laughs> but this is an open floor, and I'm completely alone, So, and I know I am, so I keep walking. Only a couple more floors, and then I can be with people again. So I'm power walking to the end of section B, to the fire door, and I swear there's someone behind me. I look, but there's no one. So now I'm in a hoodie, right? Power walking this huge building, and I'm beginning to overheat, and I'm starting to sweat. So I get to the door, I open it, and I slam it closed. You know that feeling when you're in a basement and you're afraid something's in there with you and you can't see it? That Fuck fear yeah. you get when you run up the stairs and oh, slam yeah. the door? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, it's that. right behind me, it's right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was feeling. Yeah. So I walk halfway to the other door and suddenly I hear something running towards <laughs> me. I turn around totally terrified, but there's nothing. <laughs> there's okay. nothing there. And then bam, now I'm cold as fuck. It feels like something had just slammed into me and now I'm ice cold. Mm. Really fucking weird. My fucking heart is pounding. My eyes are tearing. I ran back down to the crew and didn't finish my rounds. Fuck that. <laughs> It'll be fine. I pipes, worked pipes I worked there fine. for five years, I think. Why I stayed there for so long is beyond me. Wow. I literally felt like my life force was being sucked out of me every time I entered the building. Oh, wow. This is the scariest thing that has ever happened to me. I mean, and that's saying something. Mm. There was a lot in those five years. As I write this, I actually have my lights on, and I tried to get my six-year-old to come snuggle me, but she refused. <laughs> what the hell, kid? <laughs> <laughs> Don't drag me into this stuff. <laughs> yep. Keep it scary. Your new forever fan, Deja. Uh, we love you, Deja. Thank you so much yes. for sharing and for all the stuff. You know what? And I'm very familiar with that feeling. Oh, so yeah. in our home, we currently live in a house that is... Um, it spoopies you. You're it, spoopied by it. It can be. Uh, we've been here for a very long time now, so I've grown accustomed to whatever we have going on here. You're used to being terrified. That's good. But no. there was a time when the basement, I refused to go down there. Where right. my studio is now, I did I wouldn't, unless I had to do laundry. Well, it used to be my studio. It was and your studio. you would studio. never visit me. Nope. Yeah, I loved it, though. I, I wrote uh, a lot of heavy metal stuff down every there. Every single... Shit. It wasn't going the, down the stairs that I had a problem with. It was coming back up the stairs. Every single time I got that feeling like something was chasing me out Hmm. and it was very uncomfortable for years. 
I never came down there unless I had to do laundry, and then I'm like, I'm out, I'm right. out. It has a curfew. It's like ten o'clock. That's my time. It still Willie's time. It still does it to me, and it is. It's it's between the ten and eleven o'clock hour every night. I have to be out of there. Be otherwise, I'm off doing my own thing. I'm typing. I'm, you know what I think it is? In, what? Radon? It's your daily allotment of radon. You <laughs> after a certain point, you get too much, and it's like, I gotta go. Well, it's Start funny, because I'm I'm just doing my thing, and all of a sudden, I get the very strange feeling, like, all of a sudden, I am supposed to leave now. Hmm. And I can feel it. It's like, all of a sudden, they've decided, the person sitting next to you, or whatever, has decided that you're no longer welcome in that space. Everybody knows what that feels like. Yeah. Except the person next Time to me to okay. is invisible. It's like, okay. You know, and I'm talking to myself downstairs. I'm like, all right, I know I'm late. I'm no, I'm sorry. Give me about five minutes and I'll be out of here. See you, Ray. Should I call you Ray or Don? Ray, Don, which one do you want? Who knows? All right. So next story. This is Sheila's story. Sheila. Thank you for writing us. Yes. Thank you, Sheila. You asked for it. So here we go. We were driving my friend's really old beat up Subaru through a massive graveyard. Wait, wait. <clears throat> Your friend, if mm-hmm. it's a male, I don't know if it's a female or not. We'll find out here in a second. But if it's a male, they have ninja swords and uh, <laughs> they also have uh, little stars, the, the ninja stars, I'm because assume, of the Subaru. I'm assuming that this, exactly. I'm assuming this is dark. I, I know. Know. It was, but it was a red Subaru. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Share with me that I'm wrong. We you Subaru owners, if you don't have a ninja sword, send us to info at yeah. and be like, I'm one of the few. Yeah. We're doing a survey. All right. This Sounds is for the United Nations. We're helping out. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. We stopped and walked down a hill and came across a little pond. There was someone sitting on the rock on the other side of the pond. The figure was all black and we couldn't make out any features other than the fact that it looked like a man who was wearing some old style hat. So we stupidly waved and shouted, Hi! He didn't show any acknowledgement and continued sitting still on the rock. All of a sudden, he jumped to his feet, started running to us on the fucking water, and then vanished into thin air about halfway over the pond. Oh, that gave me goosebumps. My friends and I screamed and ran back to the car. Shit, yeah. The car wouldn't start. (laughs) Of course not. And we heard something banging on the back of the car. It wasn't a constant bang, but every few seconds or so, we'd hear something. We'd hear a thump or something. Nobody was outside from what we could see in the dark, but, which is weird, because why are they in the graveyard in the dark in the first place? Right. Well, it's because it's because the Subaru owner has, is armed with, oh, that's right. with ninja, ninja swords. Oh, that's right. Ninja so swords. They feel that's comfortable. Why. Ninja yeah. swords. But something was making noise on the car. I opened my phone and started dialing my mom to come give us a boost, but I had zero cell service. Oh, boy. None of us had any cell service. The next 30 minutes were spent trying to get her car started. No banging was heard afterwards, but we felt this heavy pressure around us. Finally, the car started, and she hits the pedal, and we speed out of the graveyard so fast, immediately crossing the gates all of our phones regained cell service magically. One thing I know for certain is that someone or something was out there and it's not an animal or a human. Love what you guys are doing. Keep it up, Sheila. Shit. So I had to play the little Halloween <laughs> poorly on a nylon string that's out of tune. 
creepy. Yikes. Yeah, that that gave me fuck. Yeah, gave that. Me I mean, it was just a quick little. That was really good. You know, what I, mean? I I think I probably would have uh, let a chunk go. I Sheila. Would, I'd let a chunk. I would have screamed in the like my uh, my screamed like a girl, like my cousin William, when he uh, heard the scream coming out and broke the glass. And yeah, I would have freaked out. <laughs> yeah, it when when you said ran at us. Mm-hmm. The first thing I thought of before I heard on the water, which was what gave me the goosebumps, mm-hmm. was imagine if a person, if you saw for sure a person was looking at you and you could only see their silhouette mm-hmm. and then they started to come at you and they ran on all fours at you. Oh god! Just imagine how creepy that would be. <laughs> You're like, what the fucking, huh? Okay, I gotta tell you, I'd probably laugh. Bruh. Because that's how my daughter when she before she turned nine so between like the ages of four and nine that's how she'd run around the house fair enough she ran around on all fours so you wouldn't fear the four-legged no either. it would make me giggle <laughs> even if they're <laughs> yeah probably i don't know maybe it would scare if their me. eyes were red it, or it, yellow. That, would, that would scare me i've got i've got a red-eyed shadow story right that, that's not fun no we'll have to tell that one some point yeah at some point yeah that was four times in my life now yeah yeah. People like that the red-eyed the, <clears throat> the dark. You know that's really weird because I think a lot of people When I it. had my experience it's What happens when you get radon exposure? You oh see God. sorry. <laughs> my first experience with the red-eyed shadow guy um was I didn't know anything about it and I never talked about it. Right. So I didn't know anything about it. Nobody knew I had the experience and I never spoke to anyone about it until years later because it scared the shit out of me. Um and then when the internet came around, there was research to be done after his second visit to me. And I was sick and it was in this house. Hmm. So I know the stories. So the second, third and fourth visit have all been in this house. God damn. That means eventually I'm going to run into this fucking guy. Probably. I don't want to. I don't want to. He's, he's, what he the hell, wife? What have you brought on to me? He doesn't scare me anymore. Like, um, I don't fear death like I did the first time I first couple times now he inspires uh, a fear like out of respect if that makes any sense is more respectful like oh god just don't piss him off <laughs> rather than oh am I gonna die because I know I'm not gonna die it's just respect now right <laughs> don't fear the reaper <laughs> why not all the time has blown. I love that song. Okay, one more story. This is Misty's story. I'm just going to play my guitar for the majority of this episode. <laughs> Some of the women in my family have what my great-grandmother called ghost-seeing eyes. That is, they see people and things that the rest of us can't or won't see. Hmm. Things like the dead. I don't know if my grandmother gained ghost-seeing eyes at the end of her life, but it's hard to deny that she saw something, either mental or spectral in origin, that confronted her as she neared death. I want to check her radon levels in we the should, house area. Uh, we should all be so lucky. At the end of her life, her grandmother was confined... My, I'm sorry. At the end of her life, my grandmother was confined to a bed in the hospice unit of a hospital. Hmm. In the end stages of what her doctors called senile dementia, mm. hospital nurses and my aunt, who was also a nurse, were always with her. Apparently, nurses weren't the only ones at her side. Though her mind was betraying her, a fog seemed to lift in her final days. As told by her nurses, her eyes started following something or someone around the room. Something or someone nobody else could see. 
Now, it could have been easy to write off her behavior as simply the progression of her disease, but the nurses remarked that there was an intense focus about her gaze, which is not normal for her disease. Then she started talking. Father is here to help me, she'd say, as her eyes looked up at the empty space next to the bed. Father, referring to her late husband, my grandfather. Uh, quote, yes, I don't know. You do look well, she talked to my grandfather, almost like flirting at times, mm. her eyes unwavering. Wow. Like a last gift, my grandmother brightened up again with her late husband's company. He was her constant companion, and the nurse's took to giving them their privacy (laughs) yes we'll call her when it's time we will we will a nurse remembered my grandmother saying this to the empty space next to her bed was she talking about the 2 a.m call my mom would get after my grandmother died hallucination or not the nurses were not about to interfere with what just might be a husband ushering his wife to the other side father's waiting for me she'd say her eyes trained on the foot of her bed. Just wait, just wait, I'm coming. I don't know the full de- details of my grandmother's passing, but from what I understand, she did not feel afraid or alone. It seems her partner in life, my grandfather, was also her partner in death. That's fabulous. Misty. I love it. Thank yeah. you so much for writing that Thank in, you, Misty. Misty. That's beautiful, actually. <clears throat> yeah, so those were our listener ghost stories. Uh, I find it fascinating that... So many people have had these odd experiences. And um, I say odd because we look at it as odd. Um, But I really don't think they're strange. Now, I I think they're kind of commonplace. I really do. We just can't quantify them scientifically. Which makes them odd. Yeah, we can't put our finger on them. To me, in my personal opinion with zero proof whatsoever Mm -hmm. my personal opinion is paranormal is just normal it would have to be yeah it's it there's nothing special about it there's nothing uh there's a lot mysterious there's a lot of mystique around it because we're not there yet right we haven't gotten there scientifically well electricity is magic until you figure out how it works exactly exactly Um, wavelengths and stuff mm -hmm. it's it's very interesting yeah so i think it's probably just a normal part of life uh too many people have had experiences and I mean, everyone you speak to has had at least one thing happen in their life. I mean, one unexplained occurrence. Well, what if we human beings are sound waves? What if we're just waves Mm -hmm. and every once in a while we find a cluster of meat Mm -hmm. and we engulf ourselves, we we jump into the cluster of meat uh, and just like a radio signal, Hmm. like just like a radio receiver, when you turn the radio receiver on, radio waves are around us all the time. Oh yeah. So, I mean, really we're, we're saturated in waves, internet waves, TV Mm -hmm. waves, and the human brain, I, I don't know much about it, but it sits at a wavelength as well. I mm-hmm. think the, the human thoughts sit in probably right around a certain mm-hmm. frequency, if not multiple frequencies throughout your day or life or whatever. Well, see, and that's what I, I that's what I, um, with no proof at all, my mm-hmm. theory is that psychic ability is just that. Mm-hmm. It's your brain. Uh, we got shit Jumping flying. Jumping out the meat. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's your brain. I mean, we got shit flying around all the time, especially with the internet now, mm-hmm. with uh, Wi-Fi. There's information flowing and flying through the air at all times. And I think that we occasionally can dial into that and pick up information. I've I heard, think it's perceivable. 
Yeah, I've heard at some point in time, uh, again, something you want to check into because I don't, I didn't de- delve deep into it. And it was probably from a woo-woo place that mm-hmm. I heard this, but uh, the human body works like the blood of a human or the the fundamentals of blood uh, works as like a crystal. Mm. And, you know, you'll find in, in radio and stuff like that. I've never heard Crystal that. technology. Interesting. You know, it's part of some of these things. I know. Uh, why do we have a lot of salt? Right. And yeah, iron. I don't, I don't fucking know. Yeah, minerals. Uh yeah, it sounds pretty woo-woo to I me. I don't know. But the idea was, and this is the part that fascinated me, was just that uh, we, I mean, our brains do work on waves. Our, our mm-hmm. thoughts are running on wavelengths, whatever hertz they might be, just like TV and radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be interesting. But if we, as humans, that's how our senses work, is we're, we're crystal-like radio receivers. Oh. And we receive these information signals from all around us. And then we make a, because we don't see reality, we see what our brain makes of reality. Mm. Uh, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love it because when you when you look at the f- at the, f- the furthest horizon, the furthest horizon that you can see, your skull is further than that. The inside of your skull is the inside. Your eyes are oh. further out than that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So you can only see what's what right. You see right. And uh, yeah, I wonder. Our radio receiver it gives us these senses that we have more than five, more than six. Mm-hmm. We have several senses that mm-hmm. we could talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it makes it paints the world for us, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's uh, I guess we're a little radio receiver, that's and that's our life. But to me, that means fucking <clears throat> we're a simulation. Everything's one zero one zero one zero zero. So laugh, right. laugh about things because you're just a bunch of ones. And yeah, zeros. you're just a bunch of ones and zeros. It's fine. Yeah, and and a consciousness of some kind. Mm-hmm. Do your best with that. We're Fuck. just we're just a quivering bag of m- <laughs> minerals and and proteins with anxiety water bags that's what we are yeah with anxiety <laughs> we're afraid of the of the future and kind of sad about the past we're water bags filled water bags filled with anxiety i like it yeah we're little tremor yeah, just trembling shaking, water bags just jello that is that's kind it's of us that. it's being human oh wow <laughs> Well, it was fun. Thank you guys for uh, yeah. participating yeah. in Dipshit Files. That's, I think, one of the maybe the second time this we've was, got to do that kind this of thing. This was fun. Yeah, we had a we've had a couple of uh, stories that we were able to read on the air, mm-hmm. but this is the first time that I was able to compile some. So and, and, and follow up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you for writing in. I yeah. appreciate it, and it gave me a chance to to share my funny story, my scary story about my hotel experience and my cousin who was there to protect me, yeah. screaming and running up the road. This is the same cousin. Okay, Okay, I'm going to throw him under the bus. Do it. Because, you know, he might be listening. I don't know. I haven't spoken to him in decades, but... Because of this, probably. God damn it. Maybe. No, uh, we had gone to Yosemite mm-hmm. on a on a hiking trip, basically. And it was just kind of a short weekend thing. And we were walking through Yosemite. We came across a stone, what's called the Stone Man Bridge. Mm. And this was in the spring, and it was there was still kind of some ice around the edges of the creek mm-hmm. that flowed under Stone Man Bridge. Well, it was kind of... Um, I guess it was a rite of passage uh, for humans to jump off a stone man bridge. I think the drop was 35 or 37 feet before you hit the creek. Nice. And you had to land in, when you look down, you could see boulders under the water. Oh, you had to aim you it. Had, you had to aim it. So it's a rite of passage for sure. I know. So like, I'm you can break it back. 15. I think I'm 15. You can slip and break your back. Hooray. I know. I'm 15 years old and I'm standing up there. I'm like, I'm going to do this. And my cousins are with me. Um, I was raised with boy cousins. Mm. I do have one girl cousin, but it was all the boys. She avoided the fuck out of you guys. Yeah, she did. She didn't yeah. like us. Smart. So anyways, we're standing on the bridge, and uh, one of the cousins opts out. He's like, I'm not going. I'm not doing that. So I'm standing there with William, 
who's two years my senior, and I'm 15, he's 17, and we're holding hands, getting ready to jump off this bridge into the water. And he's like, I'll go with you, cuz. So we're standing there, and I'm like, all right, on the count of three, we're going to jump. One, two, three. And when I said three, I jumped, and he yanked his hand out of mine, stayed on the fucking bridge while I was like, motherfucker. So I hit the water. Of course, I didn't curse like that, but I hit the water, and uh, I swam to the edge, and I learned what, why it's so dangerous to go from... Uh, standing in a chilly area to jumping into ice cold water mm. it's very dangerous and i didn't realize immediately, immediately. Yeah. when i went under i wanted to gasp and i actually kind of did a little bit yeah. um i i came up choking but i swam the problem was i wasn't choking i was coughing yeah, yeah but i swam to the edge the problem was it felt like i was being stung by a thousand bees mm. immediately and my muscles felt trembly mm. you know how when you get really cold and you start to shiver yeah my body was wanting to shiver while i was swimming which made all my muscles tighten up and mm. i was trying to swim to the edge i made it everything was fine but fucking cold yeah cold some of that goes so away after a minute if you're in the water for a while but right it's definitely not good once for you. i got out once i got out i felt like i was uh standing the moment i got out of the water i felt i was shivering but i felt like i was standing in front of a heat lamp not it was really, really weird wow. my skin was hot it was very strange i got a thing for you okay but I, yeah william fuck that guy <laughs> <laughs> cousin william cousin william so when I was well, they, we called him William, William, cousin William. <laughs> well, here's here's my question for you guys. Okay, this is for people that that uh, this might be a little you know bougie, I guess, mm. for people that have hot tubs. Okay, uh, but several of my friends mm-hmm. growing up had hot tubs, mm-hmm. and my parents had a shitty ass hot tub that some the guy that built our house built the hot tub too, and it mm-hmm. never worked, not one time did it. Oh work. So no, my parents never used it, but it was nice. You know, my parents did well. Mm-hmm. But we would go, uh, you know, hot tub culture in the '80s and early '90s. Yeah. And so I know I'd what go, you're going to say. Yeah, I go hang out yeah. with my friends. And, you know, it's wintertime. Yeah. We're in the hot tub. Like, mm-hmm. you want to go hot tub? Fuck yeah. So we're, it's just so tempting when you're young mm-hmm. to run out and roll in the snow. Yeah. And then jump right back in immediately. Yeah. Because the difference in the temperature is so kind of exhilarating. Yeah. It's almost like when I felt icy hot for the first time, I was mm-hmm. like, that's the fucking experience we're <laughs> trying to get when we're out there in the hot tub. Go and jump in the snow and you jump back in. It's icy hot. Yeah. But without the nice smell. Yeah. Or the distinct I've done smell. that more times than I can count. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not the only one. No. And my friends weren't weird. Mm-mm. I wonder if you guys did that at home, too. It's yeah, I uh, wonder. And those poor people that have hot tubs that they don't have snow, they're like, what the they're fuck like, are you why would you? About? I know. That's so dumb. There's nothing like being uh, almost to the point where you kind of have to pull yourself up on the edge of the hot tub because you're starting to get kind of hot mm-hmm. in the hot tub. You're sweating yes, in the hot tub. In the freezing cold. And you outside. really, really want to pull yourself up on the edge, the ledge of the hot tub, and just have your, you know, below your knees in the water to keep your feet warm. Right. And you're cooling down. That's when you need to run out there. Yeah. You run down the stairs and you jet across and you fucking dive in the snow yes, and do dive. snow angels. And then you flip over and get the other side. More snow angels. Yes. Look out for fire hydrants, yeah. but dive. <laughs> get it all on there. Because it's fun. Yeah. When, you, when you hit the snow, because you're feeling confident. You're so yeah. fucking warm. You're like, mm-hmm. the snow can't hurt me. Exactly. And it can't. No. It can't hurt you. Mm-mm. Not for a while anyway. You just nope. jump in and you're like, yes. And you leave I, a, come, I dominate the snow. You're so, your skin is so hot that when you hit the snow, you actually form like a little ice. Uh, divot yeah. in the snow because you've melted it. Oh, your snow angels are just fucking <laughs> on fire. Yep. And then you get back in 
and the then fi- you film way better. The tingles just, yeah. you're just like, what the fuck? What is happening? How do I bottle this? And then Icy Hot was like, we know how to do that. Yep. Just some eucalyptus and some, <laughs> some whatever Shaq Diesel's got. All right. Shaquille O'Neal tears. Okay. Yes. That's, that's our show for this week. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back to our normal format next week, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to do. We're not going to tell you yet. No, I'm not telling you. No, it's going to be fun, though. We're not doing that. If you're tuning in on Wednesdays, <laughs> you're just getting what you get. Yeah. Damn it. Although last week was a lot of fun. Yeah. I love Halloween. Halloween is just too too. much fun. I'm enjoying myself. This has been a blast. More Halloween next week. Yep. Here on the Dipshit Files. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to episode 29. Holy shit. Yeah. 29 weeks of this. Wow. What a blast. So info at Mm scatcast.com. Patreon.com forward slash scatcast. Scatcast.com has all of our merch and all that good stuff. Those are the best ways to support us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you to our trusted turd triad. Yes. Our Don, the shitbox wizard and Facebook. Bodie, who does research for the show. Mm -hmm. Not this week, but he will in the future. Yeah. Uh, He's already got a few. He's got a a few of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then also to Chris, our Discord Discord Dookie Dookie Slayer. Slayer. We appreciate everything you guys do. What a period of growth it's mm-hmm. been uh wow i mean the shitbox just the other day I, there was like I know, hey welcome all the new members it's like what the fuck is going uh, yeah, on yeah we hit almost a, a 900 yeah. 900 members in the shitbox that's great guys. very that's, close yeah that's crazy this is a, a tiny little podcast I in the know. northwest uh but it's fun to see yeah. all this stuff grow uh but thank you guys all of you that are working on it i, I saw the <laughs> zach tober that's pretty fun mm-hmm. uh, i'm still not on the internet very much, so. But every time I pop in there, I'm like, "Holy shit, you guys! Holy are shit, nice. what's going on? You guys are sweeties." But whatever you're doing is working. All mm-hmm. that stuff seems to be working. I got to thank the Godhead for all the stuff that they're doing. Yes. A lot of effort is going on. You guys, are, David Ike. We appreciate the shit out of you guys yeah. for that. Uh, and I was being a light bringer. Yeah. The Lucif, the the Lucifinas. Yeah, two Lucifinas. There's out two there. of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was working at Time Suck, I was so intrigued by the Godhead and what mm-hmm. uh, some of the things that they do, initiation and mm-hmm. some of the fun stuff. It's just a cool. Yeah. It's like that's that's a cool way to internet. That's fun. That's more creative than the other things. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate it. It's also fun seeing Barfield. Uh, Barfield. I know. And <laughs> he's in there, a member of the of the Godhead. Yep. But thank you guys for sure. And then Alan with the garbage disposal. Mm -hmm. Every day Mm -hmm. there seems to be some cool content that's original from Alan. Yeah. uh, And delicious food. Mm -hmm. Like I want to hang out and eat some food at some point. (laughs) Uh, Anywho. But thank you guys, all of you guys, for what you guys do. It's uh, crazy. Grassroots fun shit. Mm -hmm. And and it's working. So if if you feel like, well, is this helping? It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's helping. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you for listening. And as always, we'll talk at you in the future. And it'll seem like the present. Bye. Bye.